0: you are locked on indians your daily cleveland indians podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day welcome to another edition of locked on indians i am your host jeff ellis of 24 7 sports i know you're going are you still 24 7 sports i haven't seen anything from you in a while um i am and uh more writing will be coming uh Typically in the past, after the draft, I've done kind of write-ups for every single team. That is not going to occur this year just because of life and uh, timing. I will still have an Indians shadow draft piece because that is a fun thing to track. And I will certainly let you know on a podcast all about the Indians when that piece comes out. So the Indians picked up a win today against the Royals. Uh, One of, uh, I don't know, it's late here. That's what I'm going to bother or blame my sputtering there on uh one of Trevor Bauer's best performances of the last month or so uh some wildest wildness he did hit a pair of uh, batters but one walk three hits no home runs given up uh nice to see that between Bauer and Bieber last two days no home runs uh surrendered Nick Goody came in and got a hold and then Nick Wetgren like I said, there's there's some signs pointing to the fact that uh, he has been a little lucky and there might be some regression to mean uh, n- another not-so-strong outing for him as uh, what started out as a turn from a non-save to a save situation. Now, since he did that to himself, it doesn't count as a save, but um, if someone else had come in, it would have become a save situation for that pitcher. Now, when we look at today's performance, you know, we'll just, like I said, Bauer, 12 strikeouts, three hits, one walk, two hit batters, fantastic, player of the game. You know, that can just begin and end there. Lindor, three for four, he had been scuffling a a little bit in this series. That's nice to see Jose Ramirez, two walks. Other than that, no one else reached base um, more than once. Uh, Mercado with a hit, Santana with a hit, Kipnis with a hit, Bowers, Luplo, Perez, Naquin, all one hit. So the Indians had five runs on 10 hits, and just the two walks, both by Jose Ramirez. Uh, Again, doing most of their damage thanks to the long ball. Uh, Bowers is up to 10, Naquin is up to 6. Lindor had another double, that's his 15th. He also stole a base in this one. Luplo came in and, of course, got a hit because that's what he does this year when he's facing the uh Left handed uh pitching. Bobby Bradley uh, was the only person who didn't successfully reach base. 0 for 3 or two strikeouts. And again, that is likely what you will see out of him often. This isn't me like trying to be mean or just credit the guy, but this is what we've seen pretty consistently in terms of his performance um in the minors. You know, the extreme K rate is only going to get worse in the majors. Um, we'll, we'll see where it goes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it is what it is and, uh, it, it's going to be a bit of a struggle for him, but I mean, offensively it's, it's not a game I don't think too much stood out for. You're looking at the solo shots again. You're looking Lin, uh, Lindor obviously is your top performer, um, scoring two of the runs as well. But uh, yeah, it was. It felt like a very nondescript game. Uh, my only concern with Bauer is, I mean, six and two thirds innings, 127 pitches. Um, I don't know why you're leaving him out for 120. I mean, I know that. I know why, but uh, it seems very short-sighted against a very bad Royals team. I mean, if you have to go out there and ride. Goody for two innings. Wet grin for two innings, um, and then do the old AAA shuffle. Uh, a AAA shuffle is going to occur pretty soon, anyways, because of uh, Clevenger and the the need for a starter against this uh, Baltimore uh, Orioles team that's coming up on the schedule. But uh, 127 pitches for power, not ideal, and that is one thing we've seen. He's getting a lot of um, a lot of high counts this year. You know, I think I saw somewhere that he's had like the most 3-2 counts in the American League, and that is not a surprise. Um, when you look at his you know, 127 pitches, only 79 of those are strikes. That's a very relative low percentage. Um, as I was looking at data, I realized it was wrong. Roberto Perez also did reach base twice in the game. He's the only other guy besides Lindor. I missed his because it was a hit-by-pitch. So uh, another good win puts the Indians at eight and a half behind the Twins. It puts them currently in a tie with Texas for the second wild card spot. And what's interesting is the Tampa Bay Rays have really run into a rough stretch. They're three and seven over the last ten. They've lost two in a row. And because of all of this, the Indians are actually only a game back from the Rays for the the number one wild card. Uh, the Rays just a week ago, I think I was, were two and a half or three and a half up so this combination (laughs) sorry of the Indians you know going seven and three and the Rays going three and seven has just seen that lead evaporate very quickly Um, it also helps when you know the three worst teams in the American League are the Tigers Royals and Orioles and the Indians are you know they uh, just got done with the Tigers and the Royals they're going to go to the Orioles before they go back to the Royals again. So, yeah, it's a, it's a good time to uh, to be an Indians fan in terms of the, the way the schedule falls. Um, trying to pull up the schedule as I had it somewhere, and then I must have clicked. Oh, there we go. So, uh, no game tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, that'll be an interesting thing to figure out what we're going to talk about. Friday is Clevenger versus John Means, who's been on the disabled list uh, with Baltimore. Miss some time. He's still been their, uh, their best pitcher. Andrew Kashner's been average against Pleissack, and you got Bieber versus Unowa. That should be a. Yeah, all of these should be advantage Indians. Um, Baltimore is the worst team in baseball. They are the favorite to have the number one pick again next year. Um, the Indians need a three-game sweep here. Uh, the Orioles are one and nine in their last ten. Their run differential is a negative one hundred ninety-one. And I think The uh, the Onion captured it the best today when I saw they uh, an article they had that uh, Norfolk Tides uh, demote player to the Baltimore Orioles. You know, with the whole idea being that the, the Norfolk Tides are a better team than the Baltimore Orioles are currently. And uh, I don't have any problems with them strip mining the team and seeing where they can go and what they can get from there. But I think the biggest problem was the talent was always very limited. So there's just not you know outside of Machado they really they made some minor deals a year ago I mean you look at that team there's really three players that stand out as i would think maybe four i would say offensively that stand out as, as trade assets um and when you look at the pitching side of things that's there's one player that has stood out for me. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'll talk about Dylan Bundy uh, more in the second half. I want to talk about a trade uh, column I read. But, uh, you know, Michael Givens has been a – he's not been that great this year, but in the previous years he was a a solid closer. So, I mean, he would have been the pitcher uh, of note, but since he's really struggling this year. Trey Mancini is already 27. He was an older player when he uh, went through the minors. One of those guys who was never a top prospect, but he is having a heck of a year Jonathan Villar, they got in the deal with the Brewers. Solid up-the-middle player, offensively, defensively. And then Renato Nunez has hit a lot of home runs this year, former top prospect, really low on base percentage. But with him only being 25 and really the one skill, I doubt he would be a a trade asset. Um, I'd be curious to see if they would consider uh, shopping Dwight Smith Jr., who's having a really nice year, doing a bit of everything. But again, 26 years of age, he'll be 27 at the end of the year. There's some logic to moving on from a player who's hitting their prime now when this team is as bad as it is. Um, Mancini just stands out the most as the player who would have the most trade value um, and uh, you know is clearly their top player. So the Indians, it, basically, if you don't take three from Baltimore, it's a, it's going to be a disappointing weekend for me. That's it's a high bar, but that is what I expect them to do against a team that bad. And now is a good time for a word from our sponsors. First up is Hotels.com, com. website or app. Uh, they will tell you the places you should not go to. They will show you the best deals. They will save you time and money uh you want to go there because that is their whole model they are going to make it easier on you and save you money so you go back to them i uh, use them you should use them our other sponsor is bluechew.com it is the little blue pill like viagra or cialis same active ingredients but since it's chewable it gets your bloodstream quicker makes you ready to go quicker If you go over to bluechew.com, use the promo code MLB, you can try it for free. You're just going to have to pay the 5 bucks for shipping. This is your chance. If you've ever been curious, you want to see what it's like, get discreetly mailed to your door. You're just going to pay that 5 bucks in shipping, and you can see what all the hype is about. Remember, it's bluechew.com, promo code MLB. And we are back from our ad break. So I wanted to talk about, uh, for the second half of the show, we're going to spend some time looking at Mahoning Valley. And before that, I want to talk about there's an interesting uh, article over on Bleacher Report. I should have paid attention to who wrote it, but, you know, I I, I don't actually know. And Bleacher Report has some great people. It has a lot of lesser guys and gals as well. So it's, uh, you know, I don't want to degrade anyone, but sometimes it is very missed. Sometimes it is very hit. But they had an interesting piece about the fact that the Yankees are probably going to move Clint Frazier and trying to find a match. And one of the things they mention is that they want someone who is not a rental and not just a year and a halfer. Which is, you know, for those keeping track at home, that is what the situation is with uh, Trevor Bauer. So that he would not be the guy they would want. Now the article um, brought up a few trade ideas, and one of them was a. Uh, Cleveland Indians pitcher Adam Plutko along with Indians prospect Carlos Vargas. Now that's going to be perfect because that will then allow me to dovetail into some Mahoning Valley talk for the second half of the show. But let's talk about, uh, I mean, personally, my view, that's uh, that's a deal I make uh, now, this very moment. I'm on the phone. I don't know if the Yankees would be quite as willing to do it. Um, Plutko has uh, 25 games in the majors. He has made 18 starts. Uh, He had a really strong performance against the Yankees, and what you're seeing with him is an extremely low walk rate. He's not going to miss many bats. Teams will make contact, and uh, a bit of a high home run rate. I mean, he's, for better or worse, right now he highly resembles Josh Tomlin. Uh, The home run rate is probably about the same. He doesn't have quite the same control. I mean, Tomlin was maybe had the best control in the majors at points when he was pitching for Cleveland, but uh, a light version of Josh Tomlin, 90% of Josh Tomlin, uh, you're getting five years of control at this point, I think is the, you know, one of the advantages. If you're the Yankees, you can just put him in the back of your rotation. You're not gonna have to pay him a lot of money and you're going to have him for a while. He is, you know, clearly not a rental not a guy that you have to worry about losing in a few years or giving big money to. The nice thing is if he continues to perform, he's never going to cost you a ton of money. Um, he's just going to continue to be a solid back-end arm. He's not a free agent until 2025. So you have four uh, four four and a half years of control with him. Uh... Yeah, I mean, there's a value in that. Uh, Don't get me wrong. For his career at this point, he has been uh, worth .4 war over, you know, (coughs) uh, pardon me again, about uh, three partial seasons in the majors, uh, 112 innings. He's all right. (laughs) Let's just get down to it. He has been all right. And like I said, it's it's when you get right down to it, he's Josh Tomlin. Um, he's pitching better this year than he's ever pitched, but some of that is the. Um his FIP is through the roof which I think is always going to limit someone's value Tomlin's VIP was, FIP was always through the roof as well because that's a fielding independent ERA and for FIP is if it's X fip it normalizes home run rates between pitchers which I'm not a big fan of that's why I stick with FIP because I think uh, home run rates while can be variable I, I've seen too much consistency from pitchers to pitcher that uh, I, I think it's an important thing and to not uh not even it out. So, uh, you know, Ed Pletko is someone who is going to give up a home run, maybe two in a game, but you're hoping he's going to not have guys on base. And, yeah, I mean, his – go look him up. His six starts this year, It's he's – like I said, he's he's 90% of Josh Tomlin. So w- the other player that was mentioned, uh, Carlos Vargas, is um, – <laughs> uh, is arguably the more valuable player in this deal. And I think that's kind of what the piece is getting at is that, you know, Vargas has potentially two plus plus pitches. Um, really well thought of pitcher. Uh, has a big fastball. Has, I mean, just secondary offerings that make people get excited. His ceiling is right up there with Espino and Hankins. Um, Those are the top three ceiling pitchers in the uh, Indians minor leagues. Um, Now I say that to come back around and tell you that so far this year, he has had three starts, uh, just six strikeouts in those 13 innings with four walks, uh, nine earned runs. Long way of going to is he's not walking anyone. He's not giving up a lot of hard hit balls. (laughs) But in spite of having stuff that should blow away the competition, he's getting—he's not missing any bats. Uh, strikeout rate under four—it's one of the lowest I've seen. Even though, again, this is small sample size. When it's still one of the smallest you've ever seen, that's going to make it stand out. Uh, not great, you know. At the other side of things, you look at—you know—Matthew Turner, who uh, is the same—you know—in that same age grouping with uh, with Hankins and Vargas and, uh, his ERA is just a bit higher than, uh, than Vargas, but 11 strikeouts over his nine innings of, you know, two starts and one walk. Uh, Hankins has had his two outings. He's only pitched eight and two thirds innings, but, uh, 12 and a half strikeouts walk rate, uh, barely over two. the walks per nine, barely over two hasn't given up a run. I mean, he's been, you couldn't ask for a better debut for him like you couldn't so far maybe a few more innings but that's just more how it's been uh you know they're going to slowly work him in he had those injury issues a year ago it's part of the reason why he slid but the uh, Vargas is a lotto ticket the Indians have been okay trading a lot of tickets they have collected so many young arms and I mean the depth of this team in the majors is still their arms so uh again I'm you know if you've been listening, there's a point where I was advocating trading Carlos Vargas for Estrupo Cabrera because I thought Texas was going nowhere. Well, Texas uh, is in wild card contention, and uh, Estrupo Cabrera has been hitting cleanup for them or fifth most of the season. I'd still love to have him in the, in the Indians lineup, but Vargas is one of those guys, yeah, maybe I'm proven wrong on. Maybe he's the next Chris Archer, but uh, I'm always good with trading a, a pitcher and eight ball. Uh The flameout rate the fl- uh, is too high for me. The uh, the chance of failure is, is so high that uh, these are exactly the type of guys. If Carlos Vargas, you know, he's got a ton of helium. There are so many people who are so high on him mm-hmm. as a pitcher. And, you know, on, while he has the, you know, the makings, he's got the size, he has the potential, it, he could have, you know, an arm injury, he could failed to develop he could there's just so many ways for players to fail and that's not to say that Vargas will that's not for me to uh to throw uh you know some water on his fire but uh I mean you're you're looking at someone who in all likelihood is I don't think he's one of the Indians top 10 prospects but you know the fastball slider are both pitches that people think can grade plus, so he's gonna get uh, the boost there. He's like I said, he's exactly the type of player I would sell on, and that just because his value is feels inflated because, again, high A pitching or high A. What am I saying? Short season pitching, uh, it's just gonna get harder, and I wanna. I'm totally okay flipping a. Uh, High ceiling talent and the lower minors, who is a, extremely volatile, along with a uh, the complete opposite player and Adam Plutko, who's in the majors and extremely safe. He's going to be a you know a, a five six basically for the next ten years. Um, there's probably no two pitchers that would be more uh, one eighty from each other. But uh, yeah, I. In that piece, I mentioned Dylan Bundy earlier. They said him straight up for Frazier. And I'm like, Bundy hasn't been that good. And that made me kind of wonder about, like, I don't know about this uh, piece in general. But, uh, you know, it was something fun to talk about, something interesting to look into, I thought. If you're curious offensive side of things, um, lots of ums today. Got to work on that again. Uh, Reynaldo Delgado, Brian Roccoyo have, uh, you know, those are two of the bigger names. They've struggled. They've struggled i've always liked jonathan rodriguez the uh the switch hitter they took out of puerto rico who's extremely young for his class he is he's hitting well uh down there you know, certainly enough to to keep me uh excited hitting over 300 on base over for uh before i get to the big name i kind of want to just say uh jonathan engelman is is doing well Ah. <laughs> uh. Apologize, I am gonna lose listeners because the cough so bad in this one. Um, but he's he's getting extra base hits, uh, getting on base, and he's performing well. You know, he is older, one of the older guys on the level, but he's just so raw relative to his age that uh, you know. Is that dread, You know, he just uh, he stands out as an interesting prospect playing center field. All those athletic tools. I am um, gonna keep watching. Brian LaVestida, who they gave extra money to on day three. And a catcher is performing well and is, you know, 20 years of age. That's Those are all great signs. And then the guy I had to say for last is George Valera. Uh, he is going to be... Interesting to watch to see if the Indians get aggressive and pushing him up. Currently, still playing center field. Almost no one projects him to go there. Most think left field long term. Not the best athlete, but I I mean, the report on him since the Indians signed him was that he could, you know, fall out of bed and hit a double. And he is just three home runs. Two days ago, he was uh, a triple shy of the cycle, which, you know, is the most common way to fall short of the cycle if there's a knock there offensively it's you know he is striking out 25% of the time the other side of that is he's walking 11% of the time he's hitting for power he's getting on base Uh, yeah there's really he's uh, there were reasons why he was one of the um, more well thought of guys they've signed in recent years from Latin America and he is uh, he's putting on performance and especially if they start pushing we've seen them push a lot of guys out of uh lake county up to lynchburg and hopefully we'll see some of those lynchburg guys notably nolan jones get moved up soon uh valera may not stay in moaning valley long there's a chance he'll be one of those guys gets promoted rather quickly because he has very little left to prove if he keeps hitting how he's hitting uh he's just going to make the case to push him up and uh Make a case for himself to be amongst the top three or so prospects um, in the Indians' entire system. The the bat is looking potentially that good at this point. Uh, you gotta love the fact he's he's still only eighteen years of age. Won't be nineteen till November. I get it. He's not a great athlete. He's uh, he's a bit undersized, but uh, he just he's a hitter. Um, so yeah, just uh, definitely keep watching him. Keep him in mind. It's uh, Valera and Hankins are really the exciting guys to watch down there on a team loaded with exciting guys to watch. Thank you for listening. Uh, stay tuned tomorrow's show. It's going to be a bit of a grab bag. Might reach out to a few people see if we can get a guest on someone I can uh, talk to since the Indians don't play and. Uh, instead we can just uh, enjoy an off day and an Indians winning streak will hopefully uh, resume after Friday's game against Baltimore. And as always, Go Tribe!